0: Last week on Main Menu...
1: TW Blue, I just switched to it about three days ago, maybe a few more than that, but... I was using the Cube, but once I upgraded to Windows 10, I, I just didn't have enough fingers, and uh, pressing Control win alt and holding those down, that's not too bad if you have five tweets, but if you have 500, you know... Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, I had heard... Good things about TW Blue really coming into its own.
2: Now, I'm assuming you're using Windows 10 on all machines, Lisa? Just one or couple? Well, or what's I going put on? it on
1: my laptop mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Thinking I can just kind of stick a toe in and get used to it. One fine day, when I uh, temporarily took leave of my senses, I just installed <laughs> it on my desktop as well. And overall, it's been a positive experience. So my lesson has kind of been don't discount software. You see this with iPhone apps. I have several iPhone students who I'll suggest a particular app. And they'll say, oh, I tried using that app and I don't use it anymore because I really hate it or because it's not accessible. And they change and you change. You just weren't ready for it yet. You didn't know enough yet to be able to use it and now that you do you might find it's your best friend it's your best resource or it may be that you've been flicking on your phone your whole life and to mm-hmm. borrow from the android people you need to learn a little bit of explore by Exploring,
2: touch
1: yep. and i really think it's about having and using a variety of tools you were talking on a previous edition about using various screen readers oh, and you
2: have listened <laughs>
3: A-I-N-M-E-N-U Main Menu. Main Menu. Main Menu.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Main Menu for the 22nd of January, 2016. I am your co-host, Jason Castingue. This week, we're continuing with Part 2 of our conversation with Lisa Salinger. We're going to talk about Keystroke, a cross-platform typing tutor application, and other bits about the frustrations and successes of accessibility. Afterward, Randy and I will come in and talk about some other tidbits of info we picked up along the way. This show is pretty packed, so let's get started.
1: And I really think it's about having and using a variety of tools. You were talking on a previous edition about using various screen readers. Oh, you have listened. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, and it's also a philosophy I truly believe in, that the days of one screen reader to rule them all. Yeah, that, that absolute thinking and that rigidity, I think, can do nothing but get us in trouble. Yes, it's hard. It's a little frustrating sometimes to have to learn more than one. But, you know... I remember having a conversation with somebody and one day they were saying, you know, I'm so frustrated because I'd love to use these apps on your iPhone that allow you to train your brain, uh, you know, that are made for people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, but these apps are not accessible and that's so important. I really need to train my brain. And then the next week they're talking and they're saying, So-and-so says I should be using more than one screen reader. Mm -hmm. And think of this as (laughs) training for your brain, and it's pretty accessible, and it is hard. But when you're trying to get a job done, you'll be glad if you have at least gotten a passing familiarity. I mean, for example, I have... I think four screen readers on my computer. And I would be lying if I said I could use them equally proficient with each of those screen readers. Oh yeah. But I can find my way around and I can use just enough of the basics to expand my knowledge and see maybe if a specific website will render better in one screen reader than another and I've seen this work so I really am a believer in it. I mean Parts of Amazon work better with one screen reader. Oh, I know, yeah. And different parts of the same website work better with another.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, well, when I was a tech trainer, I um, and and only since left the field about a year and a half ago, but wow, things have changed a lot. I mean, I used to sit down and work with a student using Skype, and it was a lot easier, or, or uh, GW Connect or some of these other ones. And even getting around on websites were a lot easier even a year and a half ago than they are now. So yeah, you definitely have to use all the tools at your disposal. It's totally different than it was.
1: I think on the surface it is. I think it is a steeper learning curve for new people. But I think that there is also some transferability so that The skills and techniques you learn as you are trying to tackle one kind of website may help you on another website. And if they don't directly help you, they will help because they will help to increase your problem-solving skills. And maybe it is just plain harder, but I think we can either let that defeat us or we can go with what is and know that it's the reality and attempt to make the best of it.
2: Yep, there you go. That's that's my feelings exactly. Or just use your iPhone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and there are times it's gotten me out of a pinch. But for example, the company that I use to pay my credit card bill, you know, I think there's someone in there that swaps things around because one month I can pay it on the website and it's fine the next month I can't use the website so I go in and I pay on the app Mm -hmm. the following month I go into the app and it is possessed
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) you
1: know they've made major changes and so I'm back to the website but and it it does aggravate me but the point is I can get it done Mm
2: -hmm. yep that's right okay well shall we dive into some of these keystrokes
1: are you talking the keystroke program
3: uh-huh. specifically?
1: Yep. Okay. When you said keystrokes before, I thought keystroke. you meant like Twitter yep. keystrokes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when we first talked about my coming on Main Menu, it was because of something you put out on Twitter asking if people have used various typing programs and right. what their experiences have been. Mm-hmm. And my initial background is working as a rehab teacher. And I'm sure you find this, Randy, you know, once a tech trainer, always a tech trainer. Once a rehab teacher, always a rehab teacher. And so when I saw this program come out, and it's a free typing program, I thought, you know, I've got to try this. I've got to see what it's like. Mm -hmm. Because I've talked to people before who say, you know, my kids want me to get a computer or my son wants a computer. Right. But he can't even type. And I don't want to invest all this money in a new computer and in a screen reader and all this stuff if he can't type. Well, fortunately, there are free and low-cost screen readers. Um, I think that this program, Keystroke, works with many, if not all, screen readers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tested it with four, and it worked with all of them. I have seen a lot of improvement in the app. I've seen some things that I felt could possibly use some changes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it's really a great app because it is cross-platform so it will work on windows or mac it can be used by people who are blind deafblind and people who have sight now my understanding is that more color contrasts and themes are coming Mm -hmm. to make that a more pleasant experience I have no site so I can't evaluate this, but I've read reviews and some say that the screens at this point look rather stark, or they did at the time that the reviews were written. Um, But it really is nice because it will work with any screen reader. You do need a screen reader, so it is not a self-voicing program. And um, I like that better because with a self-voicing program, and I've used these to teach typing, you are stuck with whatever voice the program uses. Mm-hmm. So if you can't hear that voice well, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this way, usually there's a wide variety of voices for screen readers, so you can find what works best for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've used, like, three of them to teach. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I don't mind saying them. Typeability, uh, and then the one from APH, I can't remember the name of it uh, right offhand. And uh, there was one more that I used, too. Yeah,
1: there's Talking Typing Teacher and Talking Typing Tutor, and I always confuse the two.
2: Yep, yep, I used them both. And then uh, Typeability, I've used them all. I've used all three of them.
1: I wish that Typeability were not JAWS-specific. I know. Because... That one, I think, is my favorite. And I really did also like the one from APH. Mm -hmm. Yep. This one is not as feature-rich yet. It gives you information about your speed. Mm -hmm. It allows for lessons to be created. But it does not seem that you can save... Information for specific students. Mm-hmm. So if you are using a computer in a center and you are teaching three different students to type, you can't save that student's progress. You can't follow their progress
3: mm-hmm.
1: over time. So that's a little difficult. The biggest problem I had with the program is the biggest problem I have with all of them. (laughs) And that's how the first few lessons are presented. As you know, you have F and S on the home row, and they are often easily confused, And so you might have false errors being reported because a student is not sure which key you said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have pretty good hearing, and I can't always tell Mm -hmm. F and S. With this program in particular, the main thing I would change is, for example, when you type the letter F, if it wants you to type F again, the minute you have struck or are striking that key, it says F, and there's also a ding. So at first I thought it was confirming the F I Oh. I had just <clears throat> typed. And it says it with other sounds going on, and you almost need, I think, a second or two delay. There was also that I could tell no easy way to repeat the portion of text that you still had to type. So if you had a long sentence and you couldn't remember it, you would, and I did not spend hours and hours, so maybe I'm missing something obvious. That is very possible. Um, But if you couldn't remember what you had to type next, you had to make a mistake in order for it to speak, but it's speaking almost as you're typing. And I did try slowing down my screen reader, and that did not really help.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, having a Braille display did, but again, if How many someone, people are going to
2: have a Braille display, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, and if a person is deafblind, they absolutely sure. would. Sure. Yep. And... I like the fact that this was set up so that you really could pretty much pace yourself and teach yourself to type if you had the motivation. Mm -hmm. I think it would certainly be easier with an instructor. I think an instructor facilitating, especially with a beginning typist, is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. But this is a definitely a respectable ongoing effort. You can get The program, it's called Keystroke, all one word, and it is put out by the New Mexico Commission for the Blind. Mm. And it's really um, a worthwhile thing they're doing, I believe. Mm
2: -hmm. This is the first time I've ever heard heard of Keystroke. I call it Keystrokes, but Keystroke, okay, I got you.
1: Right, Mm -hmm. right, and they have various lessons. So maybe you're one of those people who... You've spent your whole life using a typewriter and maybe a computer, but maybe you're kind of confused about what the keys on the six-pack are
3: mm-hmm.
1: or what the alternatives are. Like, how do you get the ampersand sign again or how do you get the percent? You can use this not only to start typing from scratch, but to brush up on your skills.
2: Mm-hmm. Does it have any kind of um, exercises like uh, kind of game type exercises that will uh, increase your speed or how does that work?
1: There is a free typing mode where you can type and it will test your speed and it does allow for lesson creation uh so an instructor could create a lesson that you can't really create a game, but you certainly could insert fun text. Uh This program is a little low on the cheerleading factor. Uh Um, Typability is ludicrous sometimes (laughs) because it's so funny in its effusiveness. Mm-hmm. Like it's so over the top that whether you're 8 or 80, you can't help but kind of laugh and roll your eyes. Mm-hmm. But that's not for everybody.
2: Yeah, and again you can shut those prompts off to a lot of yeah. typability. Do yeah. you know do you know are you familiar with that that program Jason Talkability? Uh, typeability?
0: I've heard of it, but I I'm not I it, have not It uses it.
2: jaws strictly for um, for its information. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's tied and uh, it's, it can be serious or funny and shut those prompts on or off. And um, Right. But it's. I but this it's is
1: more good. bare bones. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really say, like, good job or way to go. But there are people who really don't like that. They mm-hmm. say, you know, that feels patronizing to yep. me. And I, for one, am glad that we have a very it seems like more of a serious app. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I know that when I'm really learning something and I'm trying to learn, sometimes that kind of cheerleading Mm -hmm. will almost, it almost irritates me because it breaks up my concentration. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it at the end. I find I like musical, little musical kind of affirmations better than actual words, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't want it every step of the way either. And I like that this is kind of more serious in that sense.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to have to look at it and see what it's like.
1: Yeah, and again, this was one of those where I had version 1.1, and now I think it's version 2, and they've really made a lot of improvements, and they've added some things. So it's one of those programs that if you do try it, and you don't find that it would meet your particular needs right now or the needs of your students right now, definitely keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's worth watching.
0: Great, great.
2: Well, thanks for bringing that to our uh, attention. I, I know there's a couple of, of uh, emails that we've received recently, and they're talking about typing programs, so they'll be glad to hear this, and uh, mm-hmm. that'd be great.
1: Yeah, and now this this one, the other thing I should say, I guess, is this does not start when the computer starts. Mm -hmm. I know, for example, that the either typing tutor or typing teacher, not the one from APH, although that one I think, too, you could set to start when the computer started.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: That's really nice for a brand new typist, but... Again, I really think for things like hand position and such, it's better to have a teacher there anyway guiding the student through those beginning steps. Mm-hmm. But this at least as of right now does not start when the computer does.
2: Yeah, I like to start my own programs. I don't yes. I don't like to have yeah. things start up in the background. Mm-hmm. I I like to be in control.
1: I was going to say <laughs> control control yes. issues, but I can relate. Yeah. I can relate.
2: Well, wow. Thanks for that, Lisa. That's, that's really cool. I had never heard of that program
0: before. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be checking that out.
2: All right. Well, um, that, this is great. Would you like to talk about your latest venture into the Blind Alive?
1: Sure. World? I have been doing a lot of things, and I find them very interesting. Two main things that I am involved with, and one is I work with Blind Alive, and... You might have seen or heard us around the internet. We donated a prize to the ACB auction and have been involved in some other ways with ACB and ACB radio and various other places. Basically, Blind Alive sells described workouts. So you're not just listening to someone say, up, down, left, right, follow me, watch the video. We have descriptions and there really is something for everyone. We have the Gentle Workout Set, which is uh, four 20-minute workouts. It's very low impact, and most of it can even be done sitting. We have two Pilates workouts. Jason has collaborated on the music for those, and I believe also for our yoga workout. We have um, stability ball and cardio and weights and boot camp, and we really just want to provide the resources for people to improve their health. And you can, of course, read more about Blind Alive at the website, which is www.blindalive.com. And if you write for help or with a question, chances are I will be the person in many cases that contacts you back. Uh, The other thing I do is I provide iPhone, iPod touch, iPad training, and just some general computer training. And I do that over the phone or via Skype. And I've worked with people all over the country and a few people outside of the U.S. It allows me to get in touch with my inner night owl I can stay up quite late and I don't have to feel guilty so that's a win-win but I love working with all kinds of people and in one sense I have a long memory because I remember when I was just starting out with this stuff and when I felt like I had bitten off more than I can chew and like just really intimidated and uh you mean so, with
2: with all of the programs that you're involved in, you mean, or?
1: With with technology. I mean, uh-huh. I remember when I got my first iDevice, it was an iPod Touch, and I was so excited, and I did stuff, and the next morning, I woke up, and first of all, um, I was trying so hard and pressing so hard. I woke up that next morning, and I could not bend my oh, right Oh, my gosh. Here. Really? Oh. Oh, my goodness. It was so sore, and... I also just had this feeling of, what have I done? Why did I think I could learn to use this? I mean, after all, it is F-L-A-T flat. But I did. And so I remember that and... It's I try to convey that to my students. Go ahead, Jason.
0: No, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt it. But it's oh, funny. I, I remember having that experience, too. I, I was like, where are my buttons? And what did I do? And just a little bit of that. And well, I'm so me, glad I, I stuck in there. Let but.
2: me give you an example on what I went through. And that was, I can remember it just as, just as if it were yesterday, and uh, as a matter of fact, it probably was around 2000, and uh, I want to say 11, maybe. I was outside and I was going through all of these things in my head because I, I was going to get the iPhone 3GS in a matter of days. And I, I pride myself in thinking that I'm pretty technically uh advanced and I just couldn't wrap my head around a flat screen and working with it from all the things that I've did now one of the most ex- uh, one of the most successful podcasts I have ever done was the accessible devices podcast 7 and 8 with the iPhone 3GS oh my god um so many downloads and so many questions and so many uh, so much good came out of that but Just before I did the podcast, I was sitting at the lunch table, picnic table at work, and I thought, how can you answer something that's flat? How in the world can that be done? I have no idea. I had no idea. And uh, so I went back and sat down at the computer, and I tweeted out that question. There's so many cool people on Twitter, even, even, even today, I mean... My gosh, if I want to know something, or at least think that I want to know something, I will ask. I'll get, mm-hmm. Usually I'll get some kind of an answer, and someone answered me right away. Someone also answered me right away when I asked, I am having some serious trouble. I have turned on something called screen curtain.
3: <laughs> uh.
2: How do I turn it off? And... Um, I've helped people along the way they've helped me and it's just been a great experience with a touch de- device, but we've all gone through this, you know, all of us have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I've told this story before, so I'll try and keep it brief. But my first experience with any of the iOS devices was I was at a, an ACB national convention and they announced that a representative from Apple was coming to speak about this new thing. Well, I didn't really care because I didn't have an Apple computer. I didn't know many people who could. I didn't even know it was a flat thing. I just knew it was Apple and I was doing Windows. But one of the people I roomed with is a good friend and she is deafblind. And she said, wow, I'd love to go and hear that, but... They didn't have it scheduled ahead of time, so I didn't, you know, there was no interpreter. And I said, Well, I didn't know ASL, I still don't, but I said I could always caption, I could write what they're saying, and you could read it in Braille. So I went for her because it seemed to really matter to her. So I um, was typing what this speaker was saying. And I would get so caught up in what he was saying that I would forget and I would stop typing. Sure. And she kept nudging me, Uh like, remember me? Remember Uh me? I'm here. And um, when it was over, he saw us sitting in the back, uh, you know, typing, figured that's what was going on, came over to talk to us. And she had questions, and I said to him, "Um, may I touch it? And he said, yeah. And I said, it really is very flat. I said, I'm going to ask you something else, and you have the right to say no, of course. But I said, I have a cup of water here. May I dunk my fingers into the water and touch your, your screen. And I think he kind of gave me the you have two heads look. And he said, yeah. <laughs> and I touched my finger. I put my fingers in the water. And then I touched his phone. And my smart Alec friend asked if I was blessing it. <laughs> and uh, no, actually. I would, when I was in high school and college, I babysat for people who had flat screen microwaves. But they weren't. Truly and honestly flat
2: Oh, I see You wanted to feel the Yes
1: If you dampened your fingers They would run over the screen And you could feel those little indents yeah. And so I learned that way to count Like the instant minute button to, to heat the baby's bottle Is the fourth one down Or something But
2: It don't work like that on an no, iPhone No
1: <laughs> It was completely flat But I was so entranced By what he said That Um I did not get the iPhone 3GS because I'm a Verizonite, but I did get the iPod Touch. And then when Verizon had the iPhone, I got my first iPhone. But, yeah, it's completely flat. And somebody on Twitter yes, just yesterday, I think, said something like, who would have thought that we would even be typing on flat screens?
3: Oh, yeah. um,
1: and speaking once more real quickly of Twitter, as we keep coming back to mm-hmm. if you would like to contact me, you're welcome to either follow me on Twitter. It's L-I-S-A-S-A-L-I. And if you are having S F confusion, like with your typing program, that's S is in Sam, Lisa S A L I. Or you can email me at Lisa at Lisasalinger.com. And Salinger is S is in Sam A-L. I n g e r.
2: I want to ask you. Thank you, Alisa. I want to ask you um, if someone has a request <clears throat> uh, for something to do uh, with Blind Alive. If they want a specific thing developed, is that possible?
1: It is.
2: Is it possible to, to approach you with it and to oh, see of if course. you can do anything?
1: Of course. You can write to support at Blind Alive. Um, Now, we have gotten requests. In general, it seems like if we get more requests Mm -hmm. for a certain thing, Mm -hmm. that is something that we consider more. We can't do everything, of course. Mm -hmm. And sometimes... We get requests like, um, could you please describe so-and-so's workout Uh and provide that with the description? Well, we can't because it's their workout and there are copyright restrictions, but we certainly will consider and try to implement – excuse me. We certainly will consider and try and implement – Any requests that we receive, and we're happy to answer any questions. Uh, Sometimes, if it's of a more personal nature, we will do that via email. And sometimes, if it's a question that would appeal to a lot of people, Mm -hmm. we will also answer it on the podcast. Mm
2: -hmm. The reason I'm bringing that up is because I presented you with a request yesterday. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I would really... Since I own one of these devices, um, I would really like to have it described because the description um, that people have done, it's not, uh, it's, some of it's copyrighted, but somebody, a few people on YouTube have described, well, attempted to, well, they didn't even describe it. It was all video. And obviously I don't follow video. <laughs> so.
1: I love the ones that just have the music.
2: Yeah. Oh, don't you? Oh. Don't
1: you? not so much
2: so uh, what's what's involved in doing something like that i've got a body blade just for the audience's um knowledge and what it is is a is a like a great big rubber handle with a hand grip in the middle and you can it's and it's flat and you can use it either to strengthen your arms or your body core and i think that'd be wonderful to work with except i don't know how to use the darn thing
1: yeah it sounds like it's fun. Um, Yeah,
2: it is. It's great. You can feel vibrations and you can feel, you know, just because it resonates. So picture this great big long thing that you hold in the middle and you can hold it up and down vertically or horizontal. And as you make your movements, you can actually feel your arms um, or whatever core that you're working with. And I'm not kidding about this. You can actually feel yourself um, sort of in tune with it and and, and and vibrating, I know it sounds weird, but uh, I'd dearly love to learn how to use it,
1: yeah, it's something we'll have to check out. Um, you asked me something, oh, you asked about the process of producing the workouts, mm-hmm. and that really varies. We've done some where there the instructor is in the studio, maybe with some people doing the workouts um. And the music and everything is all added and done in one day. Mm -hmm. We've also had situations... For example, um, our latest workout is Pilates mat level one. And Jennifer Kern recorded that. And she, I believe, did the audio or most of the audio. Um, Right now she's in Australia. And so then she sent it to us and... um, it was sent to Jason, and Jason uh, composed music around it. And so then um, I, I believe, if I'm remembering the process, because I'm not really involved too much in the workout creation process, um, I believe then Jamie Pauls did some editing on that one from there. And um, yes, he did, actually, the more I think about it. Um, And then that was it. I help with the workout creation only in that if there's a script, I may look at wording and give feedback on whether or not I feel it is descriptive. Uh, I do write the text descriptions that we have available for the workouts. And uh, I enjoy the mission of Blind Alive, and I also enjoy the job because... I do a little blogging, a little writing, a little podcasting. Um, And so the variety of things I do uh, is part of what makes it enjoyable to me.
0: That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, I
1: feel like this is like the main menu um, (laughs) scrambled egg omelet edition. Oh, it it is. Because there's like little bits of... (laughs) this and little bits of that and i'm just thinking how in the world are they going to pull this together in one cohesive oh, thing and we, that's the magic of good editing
2: it, magic yeah. so yes. to answer your question we just aren't
3: <laughs>
1: you just aren't it's just going to be scrambled eggs with stuff
0: mm-hmm. um, i like scrambled eggs
1: yeah uh, yeah. Uh, yeah
0: not randy but you know, not that's me i stuff. know <laughs> um
2: well, this is really great stuff. I mean, there's so much information that we've all talked about. I think the whole thing is going to be in kind well, of. Well, it's in cool because we're not people. just
1: blind people. We're not just tech people. We're oh yeah, we're people, and anything we're that we can do too. to bring those yeah, <laughs> anything we can do to bring all those facets together is really great.
2: Mm-hmm. There's some I I have joked around a lot with Lisa for many years, and sometimes I I think. From some of the responses that I've gotten, she thinks I'm just completely mad. <laughs> so it's really, really I nice. I just
1: virtually <laughs> pat you on the head and smile and think, there he goes again.
2: I, I really like the concept of blind alive. live. Now, the question, um, one more question, if I might, that I have. And then I suppose we should wrap it up because, believe it or not, we've got another <laughs> interview here today. Oh, um, why we got stuck with this job, I'll never know. Um,
1: happy volunteers yeah
2: um my question is let's say you have a um rather large uh download if you will or let's say that you have a lot of a lot of exercise in one program that you guys do uh and you're not sure of the um description of you know like uh, oh let's say planks for instance um Will will the program that is presented to you give you a description at the same time as saying, okay, here we go, we're going to do them now, but can you get a description of it first or is that a separate file?
1: Okay, what we have are two things. There are um, descriptions in real time. So as you are setting up for and preparing to do the workout, there is some Description. Good. If, for example, you have a workout like a Pilates workout or a yoga flow, mm-hmm. um, those generally are slower. Mm-hmm. So there's more time. Yep. If you're talking about cardio or boot camp, um, you generally are not going to get comprehensive descriptions. You are going to get memory joggers. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, we're moving into a plank, you know, feet hip distance apart, um, you know, this and that and such. We do have exercise descriptions in two formats. Mm -hmm. We have audio files, and you can play them online from the player. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have... You can also download them as a zip file. Mm -hmm. One really nice thing to do is you can save the audio descriptions to the home screen of your iPhone. Mm -hmm. That's a little beyond the purview of what we're doing here, but that is a possibility. And then you can listen. So if you have the workout on your iPhone, you can have the descriptions right there, or you can load them on, of course. So you can play those files online, or you can download them as a zip file. We also have text descriptions. They are not verbatim, word-for-word, transcriptions, because we tried that and we found that it didn't really translate well. Mm-hmm. So we wrote them kind of from the ground up for text. And these are really nice because you can listen to them on any device that you want, or you can put them on a Braille display, or you can print them in standard or a large print, or in Braille.
2: Now, I suppose you're wondering why I mentioned this. And the reason is, is that I had a sighted friend look at your website and she thought it was absolutely wonderful with the uh, descriptions right there and you could go in and look at it. She said that's a concept she has never even heard of. She's thought about if there was anything like that online before. And she said, how how did you ever discover that? (laughs) So so it's
1: fantastic because, you know...
2: to your site.
1: Thank you. It's fantastic because... All our experiences are different. And whether you lost sight when you were, um, you know, a child or a young adult or whether you were born blind, it makes a huge difference. For example, on a lot of our workouts, we start with just a gentle walk or a march in place to warm up. Yep. And we've said something about, you know, swing your arms naturally at your sides. And that is one of the things we get the most questions about. And we never get questions about that from people who went blind later in life because they know know. what that means. But in general, people who are born blind either do not, we don't swing our arms, or we swing them in the opposite way that sighted people do. For example, if our right foot comes up, many will swing their right arm forward and Sighted people are actually doing what's called contralateral movement. So as their right leg is coming up or their right foot is coming forward, their left hand is coming forward a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what I do.
1: Um, we have another exercise called supermans. And I was writing out the text descriptions. And I had to call Mel, who is our founder and because I didn't know. I have never seen Superman, And I said, "Okay, one thing I don't know is when Superman is doing his thing, is he an X or is he a straight line? So you know, you may not need every description for every exercise.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You may already know, for example, what a jumping jack is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but if you don't, <laughs> but if you don't, we have you covered. Mm-hmm. And that way, somebody doesn't have to think, oh, they didn't do this one because everybody knows what that is except for me, and now I feel kind of stupid. We lay it all out. The resources are there. Whether or not you need or want to use them, it's up to you. But we have them there for you.
2: Two years ago, I took Taekwondo, just a beginner's course. I think I had like uh, maybe eight, eight three days a week trainings, and I'm very familiar with jumping jacks.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Well, (sighs) and a lot of us – had those in P.E., um, yeah. but if you went to a residential school for the blind and maybe you're older and they didn't do them, or maybe you were mainstreamed, but you were just supposed to sit out of gym class, yep, that's maybe my you case. don't know. Yep. You know? Yeah, in
2: my case, I wasn't allowed in gym, believe it or not. Wow. Huh?
1: I actually did a Skype interview yesterday with a gentleman from the University of Virginia who is doing research on the experiences of blind people and physical education oh
2: but i could tell
1: (laughs) wow i thought of stuff i haven't thought of in years it was a little scary but it was really cool
2: yeah we've come a long way baby
1: (laughs) we have a long way to go baby i'm afraid but yes we i here's hoping we have indeed
2: yeah oh my gosh well, Lisa, I, I really uh, can't say enough of how much great information that we've all passed back and forth. It's just been really wonderful. and uh,
0: Yes, thank you for being with us.
1: I'm so thrilled to be here. I've actually been listening way back since the first main menu episodes, and this is my first time to have ever participated. So that's a real honor. Uh, oh well. Hope oh. I haven't dropped your ratings into the cellar, but.
2: Well, I figure. You I'm know, sure that
1: you have it. another week to bring it back to rights. <laughs>
2: they, they've got me on here, so I mean, how low can they can they sink?
1: <laughs> Main menu limbo edition. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Well, seriously, it's uh, a lot of fun doing the show, and uh, we all are. Um, well, most of us are all well-seasoned podcasters, and uh, Jason is just. Following up the lead, he's doing a great job with the with, the, with everything that he's done with, working with you guys and doing the doing the music and doing the editing and stuff. And he's my right hand man. Oh,
0: thank you. It's sure, a pleasure. Yeah,
2: yeah, great. It
1: well, takes a village to make a podcast. <laughs> it really does.
2: It really <laughs> does. Yeah. Well, thanks, Lisa, and sure it was great talking to you again. You'll yes.
1: have more than enough chatter. This has been a pleasure. Thanks. Take yeah. care. Right. Bye. Take Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. <laughs> Randy, uh, yes.
2: you, you had some cable issues. I did. Late. I sure did. And I want to say hi to everybody on my menu, first of all, because it's been... Why would a, you want to do that? Uh, well, I really don't want to, but it's something, it's, it's called protocol. Uh, protocol. <laughs> you actually have to be nice, you know? <laughs> nice, yes. And I wasn't with you guys last week, and I want to talk a little bit about a few things, which is our normal way that we do uh, if we need some filler at the end of the show. And it's just because we'd like to show off our <laughs> talents.
0: <laughs> yes, we are talented folks, believe it or not.
2: Yes, let me talk a little bit about what happened and then we'll talk about some things that will hopefully this will all help you guys. So, what happened to me was I was upgrading my charter package, and for those, Uh, of you who remember, we had Eric Bridges on talking about how accessible Charter was going to be in the future as far as having talking set-top boxes and stuff like that. So I found that to be very interesting because I'm with Charter. And the long and the short of it was that when I switched to a more expensive package, I switched my name, uh, well, from from someone in the household's name to my name on the account, so I would appear as a new user when, in fact, I've actually been on for 15 years. But I was treated like a new customer. By the way, I'm not complaining. I'm just stating facts. Um, But if you want to think of this as a complaint, you certainly can go right ahead (laughs) without ruffling too many feathers. So I was assured that I was not going to be interrupted in my service at all. And we were watching TV... On a Wednesday, so that would have been like the thirteenth, I think, something like that. And all of a sudden, my TV just completely went blank. And I thought, oh, this is this is weird. I wonder how why my TV shut off. While everything looked all right, while well, the internet was gone, our phone was, service was gone. So I, I was on with them for uh, about an hour uh, with Charter, and uh, they finally figured out that I was a new user and they were going to hook me up a week from Wednesday. Uh, needless to say, I was pretty upset. Well, I, I talked to uh, a few people and got my service reinstated the next Sunday they came out. That was the soonest they could do it. And I don't I understand it, I guess, because it seems like dispatch should be able to have put me through a little bit quicker than that. Nonetheless, I was out of the connected world for, well, from Wednesday to Sunday. And mm-hmm. uh, when when you stop and think about it, when you don't have the Internet, um, you really feel disconnected from uh, social media, your friends, um, when all you can do is send texts on a mobile device. And I could have done more with data, but my data plan is so limited with uh, AT&T, I don't even want to go there. Let's just say I'm looking for a new provider. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So, just by that long, thin strand of cable that connects uh, everything up, you uh, don't know what you've got till it's gone. (laughs) That's That's a song, song, yes. (laughs) But it's true. Yes, it is. I'm glad to be back with you guys and uh, just glad to be doing the show again. It's just like, oof, thank goodness uh, Jason got the show all fixed up and ready. Jason and I were in constant contact uh, through texting, and he was able to, you know, we, we, we try to put uh, shows in the can, and for those of you who don't know the term, it just means to have shows uh, ready to go in case something like this happens. So we try to stay ahead of the game a little bit.
0: Yes. One thing that uh, came to mind when you were talking about uh, data plans on mobile carriers and things is I just saw a message where uh, Sprint has a plan available for blind and visually impaired, I think they, as they put it, the blind and visually impaired community. Yes. If I remember correctly, it's $45 a month Mm -hmm. for... Two gigs of data. Uh, Yeah, two gigs of data and unlimited talk and text. Mm -hmm. And if you want more information about that, you can go to www.sprint.com slash access now.
2: Talk with those folks and they'll get you... Set up. Yeah. Now you're talking about two gigs of data, without going mm. into a big deal. I I share 340 megs. <laughs> which
0: 340 is, which, megs, which
2: is laughable. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah, not gigs, megs. Wow. And in today's world, that's just insane.
0: That is. That is. Um. I would blow through that in no time. I mean. On my individual plan, I believe I have three gigabytes, but they roll over. Mm-hmm. So um So they're and cumulative, only, right? They're they're cumulative, but not only that, T Mobile doesn't charge you overage anyway. They just kinda slow you down if you tent, if you go over. But I, I haven't had that happen to me.
2: Oh well that's that's good. I'd I'd hate to be slowed down. I
0: No, I don't want to be slowed down. <laughs> I don't, don't want to be charged either no, though. No.
2: <laughs> no, but they'll gladly uh give me another three hundred gigs for twenty bucks. Um yeah, that's just, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not trying to um, bash any company. However, let's just say that I will be looking forward to probably getting on T-Mobile at some point.
0: I just, I've I heard of them in passing before I finally went to RingCentral.net. And there was a CNET article on the amazing plans you can get with RingCentral. And it is based on CDMA and, uh, I think, Mostly on the sprint carrier, but there are i think there are exceptions in certain areas where they might do other networks but the the interesting part is that you can pay uh uh initial rate um to get started like twenty dollars say, and then the monthly rate is extremely low, maybe I think some of them had. No monthly rates, but you had to have money in the account so that if you encountered overages, it would they would just come right out of the account rather than having to um, log in and mm-hmm. try to fix that so some of them some of the plans were really small, like two hundred minutes and fifty texts or something like that, which is great for maybe some people who don't want to use the phone a lot, but there were also plans that were very inexpensive, maybe $10 a month, $15 a month, that had unlimited talk and text and a small amount of data, maybe like one gigabyte, two gigabytes. But I found that even the larger data amounts, which still included the unlimited text and talk, were pretty inexpensive. Now, that having been said, uh, I know at least in this area, this, the Sprint coverage isn't the greatest uh so I would probably not do that but I think it's great for people who know they're not going to use their phone a lot. I I think you know oh, um for example my mother has an iPhone but she is on a prepaid so she's always watching her minutes and things like that and she doesn't use it very much but I bet she might feel a little more free with a plan like that.
2: Yeah it sounds good Sprint in our area is not the greatest coverage either. And Verizon isn't either. In fact, <laughs> Verizon is so bad here, uh, and coverage-wise, that I can literally sit in a rocking chair, and if I rock back, I lose a signal. Oh, wow. That's, it's, that's true. It just, it, it just is. Mm-hmm. So I've got to get just... If I'm sitting in a chair, i got just to have, get... You know that old... Um, you know, you've heard of people like uh, holding a TV antenna on the roof and it and having somebody turn it up there and then say, "Okay, hold it." <laughs> <And> yeah, <laughs> they have to hold it so they can watch TV.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember that. So, and even in the analog days, you could really hear the feedback as you were moving around on a cell phone because the static would. Now you don't get any static; you just get the cutout. But in the days when it was analog, I remember, boy, at any little movement would affect the signal.
2: Oh, yeah. And I remember back in the, uh, in the 1980s, around 1987, actually, I remember I was moving to Arizona at the time, and my friend brought over a great big bag phone. Oh, yeah. I remember those. And he said, now, this is a, this is a cordless phone. Uh, he says, now, I'm going to give it to you and uh, you can look at it and everything, but don't make any calls and don't call this phone i said okay uh so you're telling me this is like a decoration <laughs> and i said why can't i make calls why can't you receive calls well it's expensive you you have to pay this and that and this and that so rates have gotten better but you know you still i mean there's still rates you know mm-hmm.
0: well now they know that they you know the text and talk it seems like there's a consensus where most of the carriers, if not all of them, say, oh, we'll give you unlimited talk and text, but we're going to definitely charge you for data. Yeah. And different carriers are doing different things with that.
2: And most people don't take into account that data means uh, when you're away from your home, if you use, like, WhatsApp for communicating or Mm -hmm. Audio Boom, or Stream Pandora or Apple Music or whatever, that's all data consumption.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Better find those Wi Fi hotspots.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And that's pretty much mostly what I use. Um, but uh, some of them you can actually stream Pandora and uh, one or two other services that I can't remember. So they offer that and the package hoping to lure you in, which is a good deal, I think.
0: Yes. Uh, T Mobile actually offers a bunch of um, streaming services that will not affect your, your data consumption. Yeah. I forget which ones they are though
2: yeah well that's cool yeah we do have a lot of cool things coming up on main menu and in a lot of times you know people might just say that oh you know stay tuned and listen because i got some really good stuff coming up but we really really do
0: we do yes Um, my fingers
2: aren't crossed by the way
0: (laughs) uh, oh no i know i know we got it randy has some connections with people that are about to do things and i do too which happened kind of spontaneously and uh, we're pretty excited. It's
2: really great. we really got a nice bunch of comments lately, and I want to thank you guys for the comments because really they do mean a lot. They mean that we are uh, doing the right thing and keeping you guys informed. Keep in mind that it's it's changed, and what it used to be, it isn't anymore. <laughs> and people are going, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: true that. And we're also, we're, we're still going to uh, evolve uh, you know, we we're doing it the way we're doing it now. But if anything comes along that we find interesting, or if there's something, eh, just scratch it. I don't no, even know. I what think to what say.
2: You're, I think. <laughs> well, no, no, that's okay. I think I think what you're about to say is anything is subject to change. Without notice. Without notice, yes. <laughs> that was very good. I was going to come in and help you, but I thought, well, we'll just let him flounder for a little
3: while. Yeah, he Yeah, goes. let me, yeah. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs>
2: no, seriously, I was trying to figure out where you were going, but uh, we, really, uh, we are... Trying different things, and a lot of people want tech news, so there you have a little bit of tech news for you. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want it to sound so polished that it just goes, Oh boy, you know, we've heard this before, so we're trying to come up with new stuff.
0: One thing I'm remembering is there was a request that we cover okay. Zoom Text Fusion, and so this is a calling out to anyone who is very proficient in Zoom Text Fusion and would like to join us. We will get you on. Talk about that, we would love to hear from you. Info at <laughs>
2: acbradio.org. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and also, um, if you would like to come on, uh, send us an email with uh, something that you'd like to demonstrate. We'd love to have you. Yes, indeed. Okay. Take care, everybody. Be back. Be back next, next week. week. Yes. I'm Randy, and I'm Jason. We'll talk again. Yes, I think indeed. that's been said before, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I
0: know. It sounds good. Maybe we'll just end with: I'm Randy. I'm Jason. <laughs> Main Menu is a weekly program sponsored by ACB Radio and ACB. For more information, go to mainmenu.acbradio.org. We welcome your feedback. Send email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can follow us on Twitter at mainmenu. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.